Welcome to the Millionaire Cookbook. I'm your host, Mohammed Sabri, and I'm looking to provide you with a million dollars worth of value in a single podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. This is episode 12, and today we are featuring Parikshit Busnet, also known as Splashman PB. People just know him as Splash in the industry, but Parikshit, he is an email marketer. He is also pretty well known in the online entrepreneurship space, just on Instagram and stuff. And, you know, he's 20 years old and he's done a lot of great things so far. So he's an email marketer. He runs a company called Minav. And basically, he just works with e-commerce businesses and he just scales up their stores by leveraging emails. So when you guys, you know, you subscribe to a website or a company and you start receiving emails to buy stuff from them, that's pretty much what Parikshit does, except he does it really, really well. Uh, He also runs a course where he teaches other people how to do it. And he actually has his own podcast as well. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. He does plug it in in the episode, so I highly recommend you guys watch the episode through and through so you can actually catch his podcast. But yeah, we had a really good conversation today. We just, you know, at the start, we talk about email marketing, entrepreneurship a bit, but the rest of it is really, really good. We talk about mindset stuff, focus, discipline, motivation, just all that good stuff that keeps people focused and aligned in their life. So, you know, this isn't going to just apply to entrepreneurs. It can apply to really anyone. If you're a student, if you're an athlete, uh, if you're just someone trying to, you know, work a side hustle or something, it can be applicable for whatever you're trying to do in your life. So this is a really good episode when it comes to the topic of mindset, discipline, all that stuff. Pariksha is definitely the guy. This is he, it's something he's really passionate about. If you check out his YouTube channel or his Instagram, you know he is really, really into this stuff. So, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Hopefully you guys get a lot of value out of it. And yeah, enjoy. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Millionaire Cookbook. Today we have a very special guest. We have Parikshit Busnet, aka Splashman. So Splash, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Um, I really appreciate you, you know, pronouncing my name correctly, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Of course. So just to get started, uh, how about you know you just introduce yourself properly and just tell us about your background, how you got to where you are right now. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, my name is Parikshit. I'm I'm from Nepal. But I live in Canada. I live in Toronto. Right now, I run uh, an email marketing agency called Mint Ave. We uh, work with e-commerce and help them, you know, grow their revenue. But my journey it started off just in fitness. Uh, I wanted to really actually. I love playing basketball. You know, I got into fitness because of that. And um, while I was in that in my fitness journey, my mentor Brandon Carter. Shout out Brandon Carter he was kind of moving more towards like online marketing and online business stuff. And when I went to his event, you know, I learned about funnels, copywriting and all this stuff. And then I kind of got introduced to the marketing world. And uh, from there I bought Ty Lopez's course. I remember that and try to start a social media marketing agency, which kind of failed because, you know, I didn't take myself too seriously. And um, I thought, I thought, I, I didn't have to like, you know, put in the work to get clients. I thought clients would just come to me. So my, my, my mindset wasn't the best, but while I was kind of feeling at that, I got introduced to drop shipping from some guys that were in the same course. And uh, when I started doing drop shipping, you know, failed a little bit, but I actually, I spent a lot of money getting my first sale, but I got my first sale, you know, and even though I, I probably spent like $300 to get like a $20 sale, that gave me so much hope. And um, from there, um, started that store, quit my job. I was making like $3,000. I don't even know if I was profiting cause I wasn't really doing my accounting properly, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, from there I went, um, I started a clothing company called drip drop cheese. It was like basketball related, you know, grew that with influencer marketing, 
all this time my relationship with Brandon Carter is improving and you know we're getting cooler and you know he's I'm working with him on some stores and stuff and um one time he got me a client to do build a Shopify store for and do their email marketing and I didn't really know email marketing that much but uh you know he he taught me how to do the email marketing and he also gave me some courses and uh yeah that's the first time I learned it so you, you guess you can say I I learned it accidentally and also getting my first client was like a big accident as um this one kid was making a lot of money with the store and I said, damn, you know, like I want, I want, I want the piece of the pie. Cause if he was like 16, making like $10,000 a month, mm-hmm. oh, I mean a day, a day, a oh, day. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, it was in a month, a day. And I was like, damn, you know? So I was like, yo bro, you're not doing email marketing. You know, it's, it's really helpful, blah, blah, blah. All this time I probably have like $500 in my bank account. And, um, you know, like, he asked me, okay, how much will you charge to do it? And I've never, you know, I, like I said, I had $500. I would be happy with $200. But since he was making so much money, I was like, I want, I want $2,000. And he agreed to it. And I was like, holy shit. You know, that $2,000 really just changed my whole life because uh, that's when I put a down payment on my braces and got a ticket to New York. But yeah, from there, I realized that, oh my God, I can help, you know, do this to more stores as I made them an extra $11,000. So from then on, I I guess that's just been what I do is like, there are uh, e-commerce stores and I've just noticed in the market, you know, being being an old dropshipper, being someone that was in the e-commerce space, I noticed that email marketing gets slept on. Mm -hmm. So I created a business to kind of fulfill that. Uh, problem or to solve that problem that a lot of business owners have, which is not knowing email marketing. Hundred percent. And how long did this entire timeline take you? I started. Um, I started this. I would say grade eleven. So, so twenty seventeen summer. You know, so three years ago mm-hmm. uh, is when I started. Uh, I, I got introduced to online marketing December twenty sixteen. Um, or November 2016, I remember learning about funnels. My mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, like this is like the most genius thing ever. Yeah. Just underst- understanding funnels, understanding like online marketing and, you know, taking like a front end offer and then selling them on the back end. And it's like, ever since then, I, I, I'm grateful because for my mentor, because, you know, I learned a lot of good lessons about marketing early on when I was just eager to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, overall, it's been three years, and uh, honestly, to me, it still feels like the beginning because when I was young, I was such a you know young naive kid. I wasn't really a business owner, um, and I think now I'm like truly growing as a businessman. I, I treat that more like a business than before, where I use this to make money. Yeah, hundred percent. Like when I first got into the like online marketing space and like just entrepreneurship in general back in 2018. Mm-hmm. I remember you were one of the first guys I came across and like the progress you've made from then from now, it's just, it's insane. Like, like you said, you've been treating Thank it you, more, of course, man, more like a business. Like before you were just kind of, you know, drop shipping, bit of emails, you were doing everything. Yeah. Yourself. But now it's I was like, a, I was yeah. an email marketer. Yeah. I was an email marketing kid, you know, and now it's like, you know, I just own Mint app now. Yeah. I, I learned that a lot about, you know, um, young entrepreneurs is there's a, a lot of people have to go through that transition, not just young entrepreneurs, every entrepreneur is like going from chasing money to learning how to run a business. And I think that's where I'm at right now is just kind of learning how to run a business, learning how I can be effective. You know, I, I never thought I would have really like, you know, five figure expenses per month and stuff like that. And, um, just like handling that and just, I don't know. It's pretty cool to see once you, once you really take it seriously and treat it like a business, it becomes a huge project and it becomes, you know, bigger than you. And at that point you have, you finally feel, it feels more fulfilling working. Completely agree. And the reason I asked you like about the whole timeline about it and how long it took, because I know there's going to be a lot of kids, like especially younger ones, you know, 15, 16, 17, they're going to see your Instagram. They're going to see, you know, the nice condo in Toronto, they're going to see, you know, the quote unquote lifestyle and they're, you know, they just have like unrealistic expectations and they don't know not only the work that you put in, but the time it took as well. Yeah. I think people really underestimate sacrifice work and, you know, all the other things that it takes to reach success. And even me, I think still to this day, I underestimate like some certain sacrifices, you know, I, even right now, like, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Like, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I know there's still some 
bad habits I have. There's still some things I do that are probably not the most productive or are things I don't see my future self doing, but it's a process at the end of the day, you know, and at the, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are, I talked to a lot of people recently, they agreed on this and it is like a lot of people are so hard on themselves, not understanding that, hey, listen, like, or not patient to not understand that it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, and I know these sayings are cliche, but they're also like cliche for a reason because they actually are true. I mean, I think that's something I'm understanding more and more now and just growing, you know, through that lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an example I like to give to a lot of people that are, again, like you said, you know, a bit like they're not patient enough and they just don't enjoy the process as much. I tell them like, you know, when it comes to any profession, you know, you have to go through years of school, then you have to go to post-secondary for even more years. A business or whatever you're trying to achieve, it's the same thing. It's going to take years and it's going to take daily practice and daily work just like any other profession in the world right i agree awesome so before you know we already got into a bit of like you know mindset stuff here but i kind of want to save that for like later on for now uh i just want to ask so why email marketing as a service because i know a lot of people that get into this type of space and this business model you know, they'll go straight for Facebook ads or paid mm -hmm. traffic in general or like social media management. So I guess just from a technical standpoint and, you know, just like a logic standpoint as well, why did you choose email marketing as a service to give to clients? Um, it, it was, the thing is, it, it's the supply is low, you know, the supply is slowly increasing, but it's still not like crazy where it's saturated. The supply is low. Uh, store the demand is there, but I think a lot of more times e-commerce stores don't understand that they need email marketing. So the education process has to be there, but more times email marketing, because with Facebook ads, you know, I'm responsible for spending money. Um, I, I feel like, like email marketing, we're so confident with our service with Facebook ads. There's so much factors, especially when you're spending so much else's money you know there's pressure involved in that mm -hmm. and i don't i don't i don't really want to deal with that and i think that's something i want to avoid and also this is something i realize is uh scalable you know some just from experience I, i've seen myself make no 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 bs guys i made you know thirty eight thousand from one client for one month's work right wow. so like this is something that i i've seen the potential and recently like i said you know i i, I treat it like a business and i see the, the exit potential in this um where in five years down the line, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, you know, when e-commerce taken over and Mint Ave is more than an email marketing agency and it's a full stack, full stack e-commerce agency, I can sell it for, you know, who knows how much. So mm -hmm. that's like, that's like the way I'm thinking now. And that's like the way, you know, uh, it's processing in my mind, but back to why I think it's just something I know a skill that I have not mastered, but, you know, spent a lot of hours on, I made a lot of generated a lot of revenue. So just experience through that. And for me, I believe in the one thing and it has seemed that in my life and in my journey, every time I shift my focus away from emails and try to do something else, or, you know, whether it be start coaching, start focusing on my course business, what happens is that, um, my, my, my monthly income be going down and it, it's weird. And I realized every time, you know, there's a little like inconsistency, uh, like inconsistent month. It's, it's because I'm not focused on the email agency, you know, and that's something I'm really good at. So now I, ever since I've realized that I really just kind of put all my effort into Mint Ave, knowing the potential of email marketing, knowing how much it's in demand, knowing, you know, the growth of e-commerce, knowing that uh, e-commerce is just starting e-commerce. Like, Right now, I just ordered food on my phone. You know what I mean? Not too mm -hmm. long ago. We weren't doing that too long ago. In the future, who knows what else we're going to do just from the phone or just from our uh, laptop, right? So mm -hmm. uh, learning these yeah, learning these skills that kind of cater towards e-commerce is a good thing. It's like kind of just getting ready for when the world changes, right? Like uh, the people who adapted to the internet are billionaires. Now, not just millionaires, billionaires. People who are the first ones to you know, make some of these apps are millionaires right now. Right. So that the way I see it is I'm just pioneering in, a, in an industry that's slowly growing and slowly going to be the future. And that's why I tell everybody to like learn a skill. You know, it's, it's not just about, okay. Like even people in my thing, it's like at the end of the day, I, I'm just teaching you guys to learn a skill, you know, mm -hmm. it, it will make you money. 
you can start a business with it, but it's a skill at the end of the day. And even if you don't use it now, it might become helpful later on when everything else is e-commerce. Yeah, that's so true. Like right now, I feel like we're kind of just in the beginning of like the entire world shifting to right. like the digital world. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And I think uh, that's why um, I tell everybody, you know, patience is like, don't worry about it. Because if you just stick to it, you will automatically be a millionaire for being a pioneer, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think people don't understand the power of compounding, the power of just like, you know, I was writing emails for like two years straight at one point, like every day going around doing something email related, learning this, that, or whatever, you know, and that, that compounds. And that's the reason I was able to get paid 38,000 per month or 18,000 per month, you know, like stuff like that. It, it all, like I said, people are not patient and um, I don't want to complain about who I'm just saying people should be more aware of how they're thinking. And it, I, I say that because, we live in a world now where instant gratification is like a, you know, huge thing. Oh um, yeah. Social media, food. I mean, you know, this too, like, you know, you know, this better than anyone just being, just being in hell, you know, knowing health and fitness and stuff like that is like how, how messed up people's brain are now. And it's sad because people's, uh, you know, people's perception of reality has shifted. People think that, Oh, they can start a business today and make, a million dollars in three months like of course there's there are outliers but that's not really a smart way of thinking about it right like if there's uh you know if you get presented plan a plan b plan c and you find out that plan c only has a two percent success rate you're not going to choose that right you're going to choose the other one so yeah at the end of the day like you gotta understand some of these outliers are just outliers and you got to follow the rules of that and my, something my friend david uh david uh david said is just because you are in a new you know new ecosystem of business with technology and everything doesn't mean that the business principles from thousands or hundreds of years ago don't apply and mm -hmm. uh that, that was bars because i was like yeah that's true you know like i got you got to start treating business like how it's supposed to be and it all just, just goes back to treating a business like a business instead of like yeah a yeah 100 percent, man and like like, like you said, it just comes down to patience and you kind of got to detach yourself from that instant gratification feeling. You know what I mean? It, it's funny that you brought up right. health and fitness because, you know, a lot of people, they'll be super motivated to get into the gym. They'll go for like a week, maybe two. They won't see many changes and then they'll just quit. But it's like, you don't realize all these like quote unquote fitness models you see on Instagram or like in a magazine, they also took years to build that. Yeah. Like, even for me, like I've been going for years and like I made so much progress, but there's so much more I can still do. Right. Right. That's the problem now. Like just look at the Japanese, you know, they, they are, I love the Japanese culture because I love how much they focus on mastery. Like, I don't know if you know about them, but like, you know, even the sushi guys, like their internship is like 15 years where like 10 years, they're just learning one skill, you know, wow. it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And, um, it, it, it shows a lot about how you should treat your craft. And that's something I'm learning now is just like, you know, compounding and just working towards mastery rather than just, just, just doing something just to do it. Um, and honestly, understanding like people uh, should really start thinking more long-term, you know, uh, this is a thought I had the other day is like, you know, we live such a, we live such a long life to only think about the short term is like, you know, like, you know, I'm only 20 years old. So I want to, I think I'm, I can live up to a hundred you know, especially with the technological advancements and even in the medical field, like, so that's only 20% of my life. Like only thinking, you know, one year down the line, the next month down the line, that's really stupid when you have a long life to live. That's so true, man. Like a lot of people, they just think, you know, what can I get right now? But they don't think like for me, like, I'm going to ask you the question at the end, but like people just, they don't, they don't look a year down the line. They don't look five, 10 years down the line. They want everything literally right now. Right. Just, in the palm of the hand but it's not gonna happen yeah it, it's it's a thing so i have this thing called a process or not it's not i didn't invent it you know but the process you know I, the way i like to look at it is everybody that got good at something had to go through a process it's like something that's inevitable you can't like there's no such thing as skipping the process right so if you like for you to be healthy for you to have the physique you have now you went through a process of you know sucking not knowing what you're doing 
uh, a lot of pain, a lot of sacrifice, you know, being disciplined, right? Mm -hmm. Those are things you had to go through, sacrifices you had to make, times you had to suck. Same thing with the basketball player. They have to suck for a minute, right? Same thing with someone that's getting good with girls. Like, they have to get rejected a lot. They have to suck a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And every, everything in life is the same way. I sucked at emails and, you know, now I'm good. And, and that's because I went through the process, right? And I think the, it's, it's just a better way to look at, like, uh, life when you are in the process. It's just understanding that you're in the process. Like, right now I'm studying stocks. Right. And there's a lot of things I don't understand. And there's a lot of things that confuse me. And instead of getting frustrated, I just go, you know, I'm just in the process right now. Like I'm just going through the process. I got to, you know, it is what it is. Like I can't skip it. I can't complain. I can't say no to it. I, if I want to be good, if I want to make money, if I want to be serious with this, I have to go through this. So, you know, I'm going to go through it without, instead of getting frustrated, instead of like quitting because it's you know annoying frustrating i don't know what's going on i mm -hmm. think people if, if you understand the process and started looking at things that way you will just ha have a more clear head and a better attitude towards your work i completely agree and it's it's funny you brought up stocks as well because for me like i do trading literally every single day mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people come to me and they'll be like hey with like x amount of money they'll, they'll say like a low money amount they're like how much can i make in like a month or like how much can I make in one trade? And I'm thinking like, to be honest, if that's your mindset, then maybe this isn't going to be for you because something like trading, you've probably realized this by now, you're going to be losing a lot and breaking even right. a lot before you have those profitable, consistent months. And that's just something that a lot of people can't endure. But like you said, as long as you enjoy the process and just embrace it for what it is, then success is pretty much inevitable at that point. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, understanding the process, understanding that uh, I think uh, people just got to come, come in terms with uh, reality, you know, understanding like the truth. I think um, a lot of people are delusional when it comes to what reality is, what is, you know, what, <laughs> what, what equals like success or whatever people always think. Like I call it the one, you know, the one thing magic pill thinking is like, there's, it's not a one thing that gets you success. It's not the one thing that gets you that body. You know, it's not that one thing you say that gets you that girl. It's just like a combination of a lot of things. And I think people are so stuck up on, oh, let me find the secret, 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 the magic pill shit, where mm -hmm. it's just a process and when it's just improving on just a lot of things, you know, and understanding that everything connects. And this is a huge thing, I, you know, a huge lesson I learned uh, recently is everything connects. You can't be a bum in one area of your life and expect to excel in another, right? I don't know any businessman that has a flourishing business with a horrible personal life, right? People with yeah. horrible personal life usually have uh, businesses that are chaotic. And that's how, that's how I look at like, even my life is like, even everything I'm gonna do, like, you know, there was a time period in quarantine where I didn't take my health that seriously. And I, I noticed that affect my business. So right now I'm making sure that my health is good, you know, my like even going deeper into health, going deeper into my mental health, going deeper into learning. I, I, I realized that I wasn't learning that much anymore, you know? So taking my time to read books every day, taking my time to watch courses like this. I mean, last month alone, I spent like 19K USD on courses and mentorships, you know, wow. understanding that, uh, damn, like I really need to learn and invest in myself. And the thing is, last month I had a record month as well while going on a 10-day, you know, vacation in Vancouver, right? Nice. So it just showed me the power. I, honestly, I've just, uh, you know, been understanding a lot more. Like I said, just everything connecting. Um, you know, like I said, don't be a bum in one area of your life expecting to excel in every area of your life, right? If you have high standards, and this is a huge thing I preach is if you have high standards, not just one area of your life, everywhere, you know, the way you dress, the what, what you eat, the quality of your food, you know, uh, the type of people you want in your life, the type of the treatment you like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't think people understand or people should understand that you can live life on your terms. You just, you know got to take the first step and just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about taking action. And like you said, you know, even for me, I've never seen someone with a very successful and flourishing business that's like not chaotic with a problem right. in their personal life. Like I know Iman Gadji, he said this a lot. He's like, most of the time you don't have a business problem. You have a personal problem that's manifesting within your business. <laughs> I agree, man. That's true. That's, that's a huge thing that he said. And he's right because 
and you know, I, I told my, some of my students to do this exercise. I'm like, think of all the problems, you know, I said, think of all the problems in your business right now. And I say, or, or think of all the personal problems you have right now, or all the bad habits you right now, you have right now. And think about how it reflects in your business. Like be aware of it. And they're like, Oh my God, you are right. You know, the business problems I have are the pro- personal problems I have as well. Mm-hmm. And I relate to you with like the whole quarantine thing and like kind of not taking stuff as seriously. Like for me, going to the gym and powerlifting and focusing on that pretty much all the time, that's kind of like the staple in my life to encourage me to sleep better, to eat better, to manage my time better. Once the lockdown came in and the gyms closed and I didn't have that anymore, what do you think happened? You know, my eating habits went to crap. My sleep went to crap. And as a result, like my, it showed in my productivity and it showed in my kind of just daily life. Like I went from, you know, consistently showing up at my desk every day for the same amount of hours to, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Or like when I do do it, it's like half-assed. You know what I mean? Right. I know exactly what you mean, man. It's just, just like sometimes it's just I realize everybody goes through that. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. might hide it. But so the more the more I grow, the more I realize everybody goes through it. People just hide it. People just don't share it. Yeah, I think it's good to share it to let people know that, hey, listen, you're not alone. You know, we all go through this shit. Like I know some people are struggling to get clients, maybe struggling to make money, struggling to do this, struggling to do that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you'll just stick to it and just understand that it's just a part of the process. Everybody goes through it. Yeah, man, definitely. Awesome. So just kind of moving on to the next topic. I know we just talked a lot about that. We kind of had like a lot of uh, subtopics in there that I didn't even really expect. So, you know, that, that was awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. But just moving on, I just want to touch up on the importance of investing in yourself. Because as you mentioned, you spent 19,000 US dollars just investing in yourself. And I know you preach a lot on your stories, how important it is to, you know, just invest in yourself and just put money on the table and why paid value is so much more important and valuable than free value. Not the fact that it's paid for, but because, you know, I'll let you take it away. I don't want you to. <laughs> for sure. Want, for sure. Yeah. I don't want yeah, to. Main thing, main thing is a lot. Of, I mean, people can do this exercise right now or this thought experiment is like, think of all the things that you got for free or the courses you have for free that you haven't even watched the video of, you know, and a lot of you guys can attest to that or a YouTube video that might be very valuable, but you didn't watch it all the way through because you didn't pay for it. Uh, main thing I understand is that, you know, when I put money behind something, I, I, I take it more seriously. There's even the act of investing in myself just shows myself, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I did something that shows myself that I'm serious. Like I can say I'm serious and I can do something I'm serious and I did something, you know? So that's how I look at it. And um, yeah, the, the, it also it's like, if someone has, if someone has spent years and years learning about something and you you want to learn about it, you want to learn from them. You, you don't want to start from scratch because that's just logic. But a lot of people don't, don't think that way just because there's such a, like a bad rap in courses and mentorship. And, you know, you can, you can listen to other people and be sheeps and look down on people that sell courses and that, that do mentorship and stuff, but, or that go, Oh my God, everybody's a scammer, but you know what you can enjoy. Like you're going to, that's going to reflect on your life. You know, if that's how you're moving in life, if that's how you're thinking all the time. How, what do you think your reality is going to be? You know? So mm-hmm. that's what I like to tell people. So like, be aware of like, you know, the energy you're putting out as well. Not, not just that. Yeah, man. And I know this better than anyone because at first, when I first discovered entrepreneurship and marketing stuff, I was still working at McDonald's at the time. I was literally working overnights, five times a week, 11 p.m. And then I won't get home anywhere from like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., depending on when I get the work done. And literally the whole reason that I went all in on that, because I was still working at McDonald's at the time, but you know, it was kind of like a weekend thing, a few hours a week. But then I'm like, yo, this entrepreneurship stuff, it's going to take a lot of money invested in courses, mentors, just information in general. So, man, I just saved up so much money. I went and bought courses, hired mentors. That's the whole reason why. And you know what, man? I'm so, so happy that I did that because, you know, I took it more seriously. And during that entire process, I just learned so much more about myself and discipline. And I'll be honest, like if I didn't, put that much money on the table towards courses, mentors, et cetera. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now. And I wouldn't have the, uh, the habits and discipline that I have right now either. 
I, I agree. And I think a lot of people should see the long-term value of, you know, investing in yourself, not just the monetary ROI. And an example is I bought a course back in summer 2017, which got me into drop shipping. You know, I didn't make my money back like a month or two months, you know, or it, it took like two months. But if you look at the long term of it, it made me whatever I made to this day. And it made like the connections I made buying that course. Like, yeah, that's how that's how my that's how I met Hayden, you know, before e-com. And that's how me and him got to cool in California, which is like a turning point in my life where I got to see what real wealth was when my standards were raised, you know, like that led to that, which led to this, like. A lot of people don't understand, you know, if you're just close to opportunities, if you're close minded, like you won't, you won't see any. And it's sad that people say there's no opportunities out there. There's so much, you know, you just got to be open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the importance. Again, like the connections I made was way better than me, you know, trying to find the easy way out and trying to like torrent these courses that are sold online. Instead, how about I just work for the money, put that money on the table and then gain again, like I can't emphasize enough the amount of value and connections. And like you said, one thing leads to another, which leads to another, like I would have never found out about trading. And some of my trading mentors, if I didn't start with that one course that I first bought, because I met one guy who knew another guy who made me meet another guy, and then he got me into it. So it was like, it's just one of those things. People need to be open-minded in all areas of their life. You know, I see so many people that are like picky eaters that only try this food or that only want to go here, that only want to watch certain type of things. But when you open your mind to new things, you start seeing the world in a different way. You know, your knowledge of life expands. Like, I think people don't understand there's more to life than their hometown. There's more to life than their home city. Like so many of my friends are still stuck in this still like, you know, small town mentality, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I got to travel early on in my life because that allowed me to learn things that I feel like you can't just learn being here, you know, like learning like gratitude and experiencing real gratitude or just understanding your blessings and stuff like that. And I think people need to be more open-minded to everything really. Yeah, dude, I agree. Like a lot of people, they're just kind of confined in their comfort zone, I guess you can call it, you know, they're comfortable with, you know, the, the people they know, uh, the job they work, where they live. But like you said, there's so much out there, both in terms of, you know, culture, value, people, <clears throat> like so much of my network, it's people from, you know, the UK, from the United States, like for you, right. like, like you're in Toronto, so you're somewhat local to me, like I'm in Ottawa, but right. like, I have so many more people I know just outside the country, outside the continent even. That's what I'm saying. Like 95% of my circle I met through Instagram and that's not weird at all. Like yeah, me too. <laughs> I am so, I'm so grateful for like the people, like, you know, a lot of people, they can't, they can't say that they had the freedom to be around the people they like only, you know, some people they have to be, work around people. They hate collaborate with people they don't really like. I've honestly been, it's been a blessing for me to really be in a position where I can have the coolest people around me. You know, I can, I know knowing that I can go to Miami and I'll be blessed. I can go to LA and I know what to do. You know, Chicago, New York, like it's pretty crazy. But in New York, like I already have, I know so many people that it's like, I have a second life there. Whenever I go, I always have something to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what I love about it. And that's how I wanted to live life anyway. Right. So it's like, like going back to what I was saying about living life on your own terms. Like after I live in a downtown condo right now with the CN Tower view, always wanted that done. I wanted to travel the world about to do it after this lease ends, you know, just setting goals and just going for it, living life on your terms. It's possible. hundred percent, man. That's what's up. Awesome. So I know this is something you preach on a lot, so I really wanted to touch up on it. So I know we kind of, uh, you know, we, we mentioned it really like subtly at the beginning, but, going through adversity, going through those hard times, those, those really low moments, and as well, just not complaining, because I know you preach a lot like, hey, if you live in the Western world or a first world country, then there's no reason for you to, you know, be complaining about the little things in life. And I know as well, like, you said this in a podcast episode of yours in the past, and you've touched up on it sometimes on Instagram, but, and you're very transparent, you say like, look, like, I've went through months where, you know, 
you know, I made like close to no money or like, you know, I've just been in really low points in general. So how about you just touch up on that and how people can get through that and just the mindset they kind of need. For sure. Um, when it comes to adversity, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I got to learn about stoicism early on. And I've always had like a more stoic mindset ever since then. And even now that whenever I'm going through something, it's like, I try to look at it is just, you know, going back, going back to reality, you know, every, every time I look back at something that went wrong, a problem that I had, it always turned out to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. So I treat kind of every adversity like that, a blessing, a way to practice patience, a way to practice my mental state, you know, just, just looking at it differently. But also it's good to have adversity because Every time you have adversity, you learn a lot. I think it's a good reality check, you know? It, sometimes you, it, it's a good check for your ego. Sometimes it's a good check just for you to understand, okay, what's going on? Like, kind of helps you just sit back and reflect. But not only that, when you have adversity or when you, when you are going through good times and when you're looking back at adversity, it makes it more fulfilling. You become more grateful, you know? Every time I listen to a certain song and it reminds me of high school, you know, when I didn't have a job or any dollars to my name, like I smile now because I'm like, damn, like, you know, I was really broke then. But now it's like, damn, I'm at least in a position where I'm comfortable. So just understanding, um, like I said, the Western problem thing as well. Nowadays, I really don't be tripping about anything just because I understand what real problems are. And like I said, back to traveling, it showed me what real problems are. Like when I went to Nepal, I went to Nepal in October last year showed me, you know, I seen kids live in a house made out of four or five metal, you know, sheets. Mm -hmm. Or I've seen kids literally sell water in the highway. Like, I realized my life is not that bad. Even if I was to not have any of this and I just lived here as a kid or student, my life is actually really, really good. You know, and ever since I started becoming more grateful, my life's just been more fulfilling. Like, I, like the thing is, you can't be sad you can't be mad and grateful at the same time. And the way I think some of these events hit me, like I, I'm, I'm forever grateful, you know, something I practice every day and almost every second is like, I just take time and just be grateful for everything any day, you know, like mm -hmm. I just were eat some food. Like I remember times where shit, I used to be like, what the fuck? I can't spend money on delivery. Like that's a lot of money. Like what, you know? Yeah. So just being grateful is just so important and understand like, like I said, adversity, when you go through something with your business, it's like, it's, it's a stepping stone in your personal life. It's just something to build your character. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think switching the frame of it, switching how you look at it is very important. And that will allow you to really go through it without, you know, being, being down and out and really just tripping. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's all about kind of creating an opportunity through the adversity you're going through. Like an example I like to give to people is the whole reason I got into powerlifting and competing in that is because senior year of high school, I was playing football and I tore my left knee completely, tore my meniscus and LCL. So I couldn't squat at all. The only, or do leg movements in general. The only leg exercise I was able to do was just deadlifts. So I just deadlifted literally that's all I did for legs up until my knee healed. And when it did finally heal, I got really, really strong at them because that's literally all I did. So I was like, you know what, how about I just look into, you know, how other people in my division are doing, you know, weight and age class, you know, in Ontario. Mm -hmm. So I took a look and I'm like, you know, I'm not that far off. Like I'm, I'm doing pretty decent. And literally that's the whole reason I got into competing is because I got so strong at one exercise. And if I didn't tear my knee up, I don't think I would have gotten to powerlifting that soon. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, my entire mindset shifted ideologies and that stuff. So it's just all about, you know, kind of making a crap situation into a really good one. Right. I think that's a skill. That's a, that's a really good skill you should uh, embody or have is really, like I said, just even just if you guys, anyone can just look back at their life and understand that, oh my God, you know, Good thing that girl rejected me. Good thing, you know, I didn't get accepted to this. Good thing I didn't go there. Mm -hmm. Everything is sort of got meant to be. I always say, you know, it was meant to be. Like, that's why I don't be tripping about anything. When you, when you believe it was meant to be and it's just part of the story, like, you don't be tripping, you know? And that's the worst part. Like, it's not that it happened that sucks. It's that how you react to it that sucks, right? At the end so of the day, true. we don't trip. 
we don't trip about the event or or it's not the event that trips us out that fucks us up it's how we react to it right like your reaction could be you being lazy like that's what hurts you not like let's say your girl broke up with you and then now you're down and out and you you're, you're lazy you're not doing work like the event didn't hurt you you the way you reacted hurted you right Mm-hmm. so that's why you should like and going and i don't know if we're going to touch on this podcast but meditation i preach about that a lot is it's so important because meditation helps with self-awareness and i think self-awareness as well is very underrated and people really don't even know themselves right they don't know their strengths they don't know their weaknesses they don't know their bad habits they don't know their good habits they don't even know what they want in life people everybody wants to be successful but they don't have their own definition of what success is so i take my time to even you know um, I take my time to really just write, write down my, my, my goals, my, my ideal life. And I, I just, you know, I, it's almost like a story, you know, I just write the future of the story and I understand that anything that's happening now is just leading up to that. It's, it's just a more positive way of looking at life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I completely agree. Like, like basically I don't really have anything to add on because you basically just took every word out of my mouth, but I guess uh, while you brought up meditation, how about you just quickly touch up on how that's really changed your life? Because I got into it three years ago and I didn't really get too, too into it until I'd say late 2019. But ever since then, like it's been amazing. So how about you just uh, take it away? For sure. Um, Meditation, like I said, really helped me with awareness and awareness helped me solve, solve a lot of problems that I didn't know that I just couldn't see just, you know, because just being me, not being aware. I think meditation just helps with just pausing your daily life, just like taking your, just giving your rest to your mind. You know, uh, a book I read uh, that I really recommend everyone is called Stress Less, Accomplish More, Emily Fletcher. That, that's really helped me stay consistent with meditation. But something she said is that sleep is the rest for the body. You know, meditation is the rest for the mind, you know, because mm-hmm. e- even when you're sleeping, your mind's still working. So she said, you got to, you got to take your time to almost like, she says, think of like your brain working as it's opening tabs, you know, and every time you meditate, it's like you're closing tabs. And if you don't meditate, you just have a lot of tabs. And if you guys know, you know, if you have a computer, you know, that if you open up a lot of tabs, it really slows down your computer. Right. And you can kind of equate that to real life. It's like having a lot of tabs in your head is like making you think weirdly or like a lot of brain fog. You can't think clearly a lot of going in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to just meditate to understand that thoughts are just thoughts, understand that they're not just you because sometimes, you know, people get a thought and then they carry, get carried on with it. So let's say it's like a bad thought, then they go, oh my God, they get sad, then that sadness hurts their productivity. And then, you know, they ended up doing nothing that day, right? So a thought yeah. led them to not being productive for the day. So to fix that is like meditation. What it helps you is when you get that thought, you go, oh, you know. And then you think about that, you oh, it's just a thought and then you just come back to doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what it is. Like even me, when I'm distracted, like, you know, sometimes I'm going to be honest, a big lesson I learned is don't think that you're too uh, good or too like, you think you're aware of everything. You're not, you're not, you can't be influenced by some of the things that, you know, humans are influenced by, right? Like, so I like, don't think that just because you're aware that social media addiction ex- exists, that you're not addicted either. Right. So yeah. it's like one of those moments for me. And, and yeah, man, basically, uh, that just, sorry, give me a quick second. Yeah, just, no worries. Sorry, what was, I, what was the question again? We're talking about meditation and yeah. uh, awareness. You, you left right. off on so, social media addiction. Right. So it, it just helps us a lot because there's already so much in our mind. Like, honestly, I can just summarize it in that. It just helps you really process your thoughts, you know, because if you don't take time to process your thoughts, they come back and just like not haunt you, but they come back in your mind and that can lead you in a, in a direction that might not be productive for you. hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's like one of the many benefits. And for me, a benefit that I get out of it, just to like add on to what you said is it really teaches you how to be in the present moment, because when you meditate, everything around you is just blocked out and it's literally nothing. It, all it is, is just your mind and basically your inner consciousness. So you get to like, you know, have this deep state of focus and you get to tap into information from within that you couldn't have done with right. like all this brain fog and with like a bunch of distraction around you. 
I think you can agree, bro. Like you notice a difference in when you meditate and when you like the days you meditate and you don't, you know? Yeah. Like yesterday I, I, I forgot to, and I, the whole day I forgot. I don't know why. And I really, yesterday wasn't the best day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the days I meditate early and get my morning routine done, those are days where I crush shit. Like today I meditated. Today's been a good day so far. You know, we got a lot of things done. We're getting this podcast done. Just being productive right now, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's just important because I'm telling you guys, like if you just consistent and meditation is something that compounds, right? I think I want people to understand there's a process for meditation as well. It's not like, it's same thing with, you know, lifting. You don't just go and live, you know, lift for one day and get bigger muscles out of nowhere. It's the same thing with the brain. Mm-hmm. It compounds. The more you do, the more reps you do, the, the you know, the, the, the more effects you will see, the more calm you'll be. It just compounds, guys. So, like, don't only just think about doing, like, if you do it once a week, like, you know, whatever, that's cool. But honestly, it's just a waste. If you're just doing it, it's not consistent. It's better that you don't do it. Definitely. And I know a lot of people, like, you know, they'll, they'll start it, they'll do it like once or twice and they'll kind of half-ass and they'll be like, oh, like this meditation stuff, it's BS, it doesn't work. But it's like, you have to keep at it so you can actually really get into that deep state that people that meditate preach, you know? Like I said, I got into it three years ago and at first it was tough, you know? I, I had lots of distractions, I wasn't really present, I was thinking way, 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 way too much. But as time went on, it's like, you know, it takes me like a minute max and I'm just in that state. And I just, and I'm just like that until you right. know, I just decide to stop. I tell people like, yeah, listen, you're not doing meditation for no one. It's for you. It literally is like for you. Yeah. So like be selfish. <laughs> like, you're not, and you know, like, you know, I have students now where we are our mentorship. I tell them, listen, guys, I don't tell you guys to do meditation for me. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, sorry for cussing, but like, I don't care if you do it or not. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm literally telling you so it benefits you. So look at it that way too, guys. Like, understand that at the end of the day, it benefits you more than anybody. And at the end of the day, it's for your own better mental state, you know? 100%, man. I completely agree. It's all about the benefit that you're getting out of it because, like, just an example, like, you meditating, I'm not going to be getting any benefit out of that, whether you do it or not. But I'm right. going to be getting benefits if I do it or not, so. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, if, if I lift, you're not going to get stronger. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> awesome, man. So we're pretty much almost done with this podcast. But like right before we close off, uh, just stuff that we haven't touched up already. I, I really want you to dive, dive into mindset tips and like daily habits. I know, like you said, there's not like that one thing that like guarantees success. But right, what are some I'll stuff say- that... Sorry, what were you saying? I was, was going to say a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. But I was just going to say like, what are some stuff that you've been carrying forward with you or the, some stuff that you've picked up the last three years that have really helped you to get to where you are right now that other people uh, can apply? For sure. For sure. Uh, focus, uh, consistency. You know, I, I realize consistency is everything. Uh, moment, don't let momentum go. Momentum is very, very important and raise your standards, have high standards for everything because you don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you tolerate. And if you can't tolerate BS. If you can't tolerate low low standard stuff, then you won't you won't live that life. Okay, trust me. I don't I don't tolerate a lot of stuff. That's why like there's certain numbers that you know I know I will never go below. You know, and that's like an ironclad rule. And there's a reason I don't go below those numbers because it's ironclad rule. So that has really been helpful. But more times, guys, um, uh, you know, don't let your ego get in front of you. I know we didn't talk about that, but that's a huge thing is never think that you know everything, never think that you're too good to learn from others, never think, never just, you know, stay humble and learn. I, I realize the the, mo- the richest people I know, the smartest people I know, always ask questions, always learn, are the kindest people, are the most humble people. And I had a different view on this in the past. And, you know, recent experiences made me go otherwise and realize that, you know what, like the coolest people are the ones that keep it real, that keep it humble. Uh, because at the end of the day, no one likes a cocky person. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's all about knowing that you're not too good for anything. Because right. I remember in one of your podcasts, you touched up on this. It's uh, I forgot who the guest was, but he basically said, right. like, you know, you're not you're not too good for any job. Because I remember he worked a nine to five. Oh, yeah, Luca. Yeah, Luca yeah, said, yeah. The only, the only thing you should be ashamed of is being broke. Yeah. It's facts. Cause I know a lot of like people in the space, like the whole like entrepreneurship culture, they'll be like, Oh, screw nine to five screw working for someone else. But then they're kind of just stuck in this 
hole of entrepreneurship, not getting anywhere, not knowing that, hey, the money that you can make from this job, you can leverage to reach success quicker. That's something I had to kind of come to terms with recently. Yeah, same. I think a lot of people have that moment where they realize, like even maybe in school, you know, I realized like, damn, I'm talking about being an entrepreneur. I'm talking about this entrepreneur crap, but like, I'm not really making money right now, right? So it's just like, I'm putting up a front, putting up an image. And that's a, that's a problem with social media guys is like, understand that you're, yo, fuck the image. Like, fuck whatever <laughs> people think, think about you. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, just do you and do the work. I realize the work matter more than, you know, it's not about getting recognized, it's about getting paid. So get paid. 100%. And the consistency, I'm really glad you brought that up because I always tell people like they, again, the hustle culture as well, it's very like cancerous to people because they think you have to put in like 15 hours of work, like seven days a week and be low on sleep. But I tell them like, look, I'd rather you work like one, two, three hours a day, every day, than like eight hours one day, then you take the next couple days off. Then you work like 12 yeah. hours, then you take a day off, then you work like three. It's just like inconsistent. Or rather just, That's just whack. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fixed, focused hours daily rather than like inconsistent, random work being put in. Because like you said, momentum and consistency, that's what's going to drive you forward. Completely agree, bro. Completely, 100%. Awesome, man. So right before I ask you the quick fire question, uh, I know I mentioned a couple of times, but you want to plug in your podcast because... For me, whenever I drive, I put it on and, you know, I just awesome, I listen to every episode and I really want other people to get some value out of it. So. For sure. Thank you so much, by the way, for that. But yeah, uh, if you guys want to check it out, uh, the podcast is Keeping It Real with Rickshit, you know, um, uh, on Instagram is at Keeping It Real Pod. Definitely check it out. I interview guests. I have solo uh, episodes. More times I'll just be ranting about a topic or, you know, talking to guests about just stuff that entrepreneurs should entrepreneurs should hear like the people that keep it real that won't they're not gonna fluff about some bs you know people that have real businesses with real advice awesome man. i love it so guys check it out i got a lot of value out of it so i'm sure you will as well lovely awesome man so just to close things off i asked this to every single guest at the end of the podcast and sure. it's what are your goals for the future and when i say future i mean anywhere from one to 10 years. That's why I was uh, bringing up that long-term stuff at the beginning. <laughs> sure. Oh, my goals. I think main, uh, man, my, my long-term, long-term goal is really, you know, kind of get something going in Canada and bring that resources or use my resources to build something in Nepal that might potentially help the community, you know, like really go back and develop Nepal any way I can. That'll be a cool long-term goal. That's something I'm going to be focused on, I guess, once, Money's not an issue, but um, yeah, I really just want to work on more projects that are fulfilling more, um, more take on more things that are win-win and that matter to me. You know, like I truly enjoy working on MintApp. I truly love my course business. Like there's so much BS to the course business, but I've built a beautiful community with people that are just, you know, amazing. That love, it's just been amazing the help I've been able to give. And um, yeah, my future goals really is that, uh, materialistic wise like i don't really have much i'll probably buy a tesla model x that's like a cool car that i really want to get um i want to travel the world uh, i wish i did that instead of getting this condo but you know what covid came and i guess it was just meant to be so i'm just mm -hmm. excited uh to get out of this condo and start just traveling the world again yeah man 100 percent. well thank you for sharing you know obviously with the path they're on now you're 20 years old you're on the right path so i have no doubt that all the goals that you set for yourself, you're going to be achieving them. Thank you, man. It means a lot, bro. Of course, man. Of course. So guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been a pleasure. And yeah, man, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Love you. Of course. Awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys got a lot of value out of this and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did, go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen. And I'll catch you guys next Monday.